everybody, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. Hi, hi, kids. And we're looking at <laughs> volume 42 from November of 1992. And on the cover, we have Super Star Wars. And may I say it's a rather lackluster photo of Darth Vader just cropped out in front of something. Yeah, they clearly they didn't even get like a picture of a, a close up of a helmet. They clearly just someone brought the Return of the Jedi over to the office. They used their uh, counselor's corner tape recording machine to cut to get a screenshot. Probably physically cut around the tape and it's just like, well, what about the degradation and the close up? Oh, fuck it, they're kids. They'll never know. <laughs> Uh, so inside the cover, we've got uh, an advertisement for Nintendo Power itself. It says, "Give the club." And well, I was gonna say it looks like they took like a no- one of those old Nokia cell phones and tried to like take a picture of <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. And I was just wondering, what the heck is that like exploding ball for like Super Mario Land Two? And it's just like this fragmented. Yeah, it looks like looks like like a galaxy world. Like yeah, I don't know what that is. With the eyes of like, Sauron behind it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like someone dropped a Christmas anyway. ornament or something. Yeah, really forgettable cover, but you know, hopefully a good game. So, but as Ben was saying, we have uh, a give the gift or give, give the club. Give, yeah, give the club. Sorry. And we and got, got the <laughs> so poor shitty Santa. Oh my god, look at that yeah, beard. Yeah, that's like it's like the drunkle Santa. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. He's like a you know. Look at Mall how bad the mustache is. No, no, this is your drunk uncle that like <laughs> has his costume and he like sneaks over like on Christmas. And he shoddily like, puts it on. <laughs> with yeah, the mustache exactly. with the mustache over his lip <laughs> instead of the skin between yeah. between his nose and go. lip. He mm. smells like bourbon and desperation. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps hitting your dad uh, up for money. The dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm well on my way to that. There you go. That, yeah. So, by the way, what 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 time am I stopping over on Christmas morning? Then? <laughs> I guess it's up to you. Whenever you wake up, right? So. Well, normally about two p.m. on my drunken stupor. All right. Anyway. So Santa says, "Bet you didn't know I could bring something this cool," and he's carrying a box, <laughs> and it says "Superpower Club" on it. And the lid looks like it's barely staying on the box too. It looks like the lid is oversized, or yeah, like I can see a noticeable cool gap on the side. Mm-hmm. It's my dick in a box. <laughs> it's my cum in a box. Yeah. <laughs> cum in a box. <laughs> Jesus. One. So. Open the box. Two. Drop your load in that box. Three. <laughs> make her open the box. Oh. That's the way you do it. <laughs> it's the cum in the box. <laughs> nice. Uh. So they talk about oh, the benefits oh, here. In podcast land. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh. It says, this yeah. gift keeps coming all year long. Damn right I do. <laughs> oh, holy uh, oh so, my God. So it says, uh, one full year for just $15. Congratulations to your members. Jizz for all seasons. Uh, it, it's got the same trading cards on here. The superpower issue, which is all about Super Nintendo, I guess. It doesn't really say. You have the uh, coupons. You have Mario uh, cleaning service. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, we've got an advertisement for Where the Pros Play. 
We got, Mario, with it. We, about, got Mario, uh, we got Mario holding a screwdriver to make sure those cucumbers make the turn. Yeah, make turns. <laughs> Jesus. Did you guys find that? No, I couldn't find that uh, one. No. James will be disappointed when he listens to the MVP uh, track. So if anybody has uh, remembers where that joke was from, let us know because we're looking for it. Well, I'll put it in volume two. I already, already finished volume one. Anyways, um, where the pros play. So it's talking about all the sports games for Super Nintendo. So it's got a list of every like sports game basically for Super Nintendo. Yeah. With balls, lots of balls on the page. <laughs> all right. So next page is table of contents, and um, I immediately see the uh, Dick Nose drawer. Has yeah, inserted a cat coming out of someone's rectum up here, apparently. <laughs> oh, can't unsee. It's <laughs> like a cat seriously almost coming out of his ass. Yeah. He's just um, like, he's like, hey, I'm a girl, right? Um, I heard they have a pussy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly hasn't been to a sex ed class yet. He's probably oh. homeschooled by like a conservative family that. You know, it was very private about the birds and the bees, so he has to make do with what he's with what he's got. I guess. I don't like this narrative. Can we like not do this narrative? <laughs> <laughs> so then we got Joe and Mac for the NES. Uh, they got like a Battletoads moment of the guy like uh, like falling back on his heels with his eyes wide open, and apparently he's were fighting Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. With eyes wide open. I'm a mean green bird from the space. Mean green bad. <laughs> anyway. Yep. We got uh, a place that looks like the Smurfs from the Game Boy section. Don't know what game that screenshot's from. See, so like a. That's probably Super Mario Land 2. Oh, I <laughs> that. Okay. And by the way, I can't believe that didn't make the cover. It, well, it kind of I did. love that game. First game with Wario. It should have been uh, Plaster Lola Place, front and center. <laughs> like inside the cum box <laughs> <laughs> should have been the box <laughs> <laughs> and yep. then for the Super Nintendo screenshot we've got Star Wars which this screenshot would have made a better cover than what we got yeah yes. that's pretty true All right. we've got what Luke on uh, mo- like uh, Tatooine yep right and uh, shooting an icicle at a stormtrooper yeah apparently yeah talking a big spitball at him or something and then like there's like the charred remnants of his uncle and aunt like in the background <laughs> have you seen that mock-up like uh, action figure yeah. it's like yes uncle uncle whatever uncle. And it's just like a charred yeah. uncle charred owen skeleton. and aunt beru whatever right yeah <laughs> just like charred skeletons in a kenner box yeah. <laughs> all right all right players pulse so we've got uh, so, yeah. in response to our question of volume thirty-seven. Look what happens in a day in the life of. So the different <coughs> people wrote in. Jeff Warner of Chaska, Minnesota. Min- mm-hmm. Min- no, no, Montana. No, that's Minnesota. <laughs> when I'm not. <laughs> We're so bad at this game. All right, okay. When I'm not playing my Game Boy or Super NES. I'm drawing at my drafting table. It's one of my favorite pastimes, and I hope to be in the business someday. Here are the samples. Mm. So, like the clip art business, I guess. In the in the business after. of what? These are the ugliest looking penis characters I've ever seen. Oh, drawing. No, they're 
right. I'm just kidding. They're, they're very they're very well made. Like this guy could at 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 worst be an animator for Family Guy. Well, depends on they don't have ages with these like mm. well some of these letters have ages, but like yeah. if he's twenty six, that's like all right, well good good job, guy. Like <laughs> but good, you can make like, your own coloring books. Right. If he's eleven or twelve, like that's pretty darn impressive. Right. <laughs> so yeah. All right. And then we got uh, uh, Jessica Harrington yeah. from Plano, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. All right. I enjoy, it. I enjoy reading, writing, working on the computer, swimming, tap dancing, pole dancing, arts and crafts, sometimes homework and playing basketball or soccer. I play Nintendo in my free time, to which the, the obvious response to that is free time. What free time? Clearly someone and, uh, needs Adderall. Brooke Kunzel of uh, Sequim, <laughs> Western Australia, writes in saying, During the winter, I enjoy snow skiing and entering downhill competitions. Tennis and aerobatic flight lessons are my summer highlights. I plan to get my pilot license as soon as I can. Uh, I am 16. I think you can actually get a provisional license at 16, so hopefully some include Brooke in uh, there. And by the way, it's not Western Australia. It's obviously Washington. But anyway. <laughs> And then we have uh, Billy Atuli of Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, represent. I think this guy is this guy from the that does the produce. Willie Atuli. <laughs> is that the same guy? I, I don't know. All right, well, it's Billy and Willie. That's probably maybe related. There is an Atuli. Yeah, there is a there is a fa- there's a family right there like that does produce in Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like Atuli. I always see like the trucks pulling up to like Sprouts and stuff. Anyways, Shit. yeah, Willie, Willie Ituli. That's that's true. That's, that's it is. So what does what does he say? Uh, this might be Billy. I don't know. The LinkedIn profile says bringing fresh produce and quality service to Arizona restaurants. I'm gonna guess it's the same guy. So, yeah, probably is. Yeah, maybe so not that. So yeah. in Nintendo Power, he says, whatever I do, I'm not going to get into my dad's vegetable business. <laughs> They're the ones that are right down by um, Chase Chase Field. Oh yeah. Founded in 1979 by Willie and Lynn, mm. and it's a family business. There you go. And it doesn't say anything else about, but there is a picture of, like of their on their website. So it looks. They probably like, got a kid uh, they don't mention because he stays in playing video games all day. Well, young Billy says, "I like to read and go on vacations. I take piano lessons and I played baseball until I broke my elbow. Now I am working on an invention. It's a car that flies but won't pollute the earth." It uses gas to get up, then switches to solar power to cruise at 55 miles per hour. Besides this, I play my Super NES. Well, it's been... You're not... It's been... You're not uh, the Tesla guy. What's his name? Uh, Elon Musk. Elon? Yeah. No. Yeah, if, his name, if it was Elon Musk, I'd be very in, in, <laughs> impressed by this letter. Nope. But I think uh, Billy failed. You, but he did go on to, like, you know, a lot of cu- uh, a, a legacy in the cucumber <laughs> business. You know it's how those cucumbers turn, make the turns. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about he, it. He grows them nice and small, so they do. Oh. Mike, all you should right. do the last one here. Yeah, this okay. one's Gordon Roberts of Ancaster, Ontario. During the school mm. year, good grades are slightly higher on my priority list than rescuing princesses. I'm, th- I'm not a big fan of this kid already. I mm. study French, Latin, Italian, Spanish, and Klingon. Nerd. Yeah, d- <clears throat> Yeah, this is the guy that nerds pick on. During the summer, <laughs> I babysit, tutor math and English, and do the bookkeeping for my brother's paper route. Mm. My video games help me wind down. P.S. Klingon for the Mario Brothers rule. 
So, What's that uh, stupid Star Wars joke or Star Trek joke like? The the Enterprise is circling Uranus, looking for Klingons, yeah. or I forget I forget exactly how what the setup is, but uh, whatever. Captain's log, just flush it down the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> now we got it's Picasso. We got some excellent artwork from the fans, which again, like these guys should be making the covers for Nintendo Power because clearly whoever took a picture of Darth Vader fucked it up. <laughs> we got like Link and Zelda back to back fighting some guys. We have a gargoyle on a pedestal. We have Samus Aran looking facing away from a uh, a blown out landscape that she probably just evaporated. We got Link bulked as fuck holding up the master sword with the triforce glowing in front of him. A Yeah, Link is Link is yoked, yo. A, <laughs> wick, a wickedly shaded racing car. That's Top Gear cover. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a top notch cover if you ask me. <laughs> and then we got the Mega Man facing the master, the ma- the robot masters, and they are excellent looking representations. And then a wonderfully uh, illuminated Legend of Zelda with like light bursting out of darkness, overcasting the master sword. This is friggin' fantastic artwork here. Yep, and then on to the contest winner, uh, we have a profile of Danny Smith, who won the RoboCop contest, and from what I remember about that contest, they said you would just get, like, a movie prop, no. <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> so, the producers of RoboCop 2 gave him a car <laughs> from the filming, it was one of the police vehicles from the movie, it looks like, I would guess a Taurus or a Tercel, I don't know. Well, they call Some... it a Detroit Cruiser. Yeah, but... I don't know. I don't know. It's hmm. some, you know, basically four-door sedan with Detroit police slept on the side of it. <laughs> uh, they took the they took the lights off though, so mm-hmm. that uh, he wouldn't get. Oh, uh, you can go to a, you can go to a pawn shop and just like forget some of those. <laughs> yeah, you. Well, you never been to a Canadian pawn shop. We got lots of shit there. I've been to Canadian strip clubs. I don't bother with your pawn shops. I don't want to like. Well, I guess the exchange rate does help me though. <laughs> Uh, and then let's see the letter from Gail. We need to find that? this guy to see it. Well, too bad Danny Smith is such a freaking. Yeah, there's no name. way that car is not uh, wrecked. <laughs> like oh, yeah. there's there's a zero percent chance. Yes. The only thing on it is like that sticker. Basically, it's just like a matte gray like sedan with a Detroit police sticker on it. That's it. Yeah. It's so does anybody different. want to tackle Gail's letters or anything there? Uh, um, she just talked about, hey, if you're an Nintendo Power subscriber, you should receive your top secret passwords player's guide. What a, what a great deal. You got it for free. Aren't we awesome? Okay. Um, if you have any questions, then call us. And oh, by the way, you're welcome. Yep. Okay. So on to the meat and so the she's, So she's already pre-answering our next thanks, Gail. Thanks, Gail. <laughs> yes. For NES, this is the NES section. We have Joe and Mac, Cave mm-hmm. Dude to the Rescue. Did either of you play the NES versions of Joe and Mac growing uh, up? No. What? There was a Super Nintendo version. Why would I go back? Yes. I, I played the Super Nintendo version. I never played this I didn't version. even know they came out with ones for the NES. So I looked into this a little bit. I was assuming you wouldn't do research. So, um... <laughs> Assumptions are correct. This is a port of the arcade to NES. And um, the Japanese title for this is Caveman Ninja, which would definitely have sold me a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> sold me a lot more than Joe and Mac. And when you clear a stage, uh, you basically free like a cave a cave woman bimbo and like send her back to your hut for some like 
Snoo Snoo. Yeah. So it's a little bit uh, weird. Uh, I've only ever played the Super Nintendo version, so I don't know that much about this. But um, and I think the Super Nintendo version came out before the NES version, which is you know odd in itself. Hmm. Um, but hey, kids, uh, welcome to another word called downgrading. The artwork is pretty cool. <laughs> like the bosses are kind of like interesting and fun. Apparently, the best power-ups you can get is like there's like a stone wheel that is really effective. And um, the fireball is really powerful, and um, there's a re- the, like the final boss is really weird. He's on page thirteen. He's this like half caveman, half like lizard. Dino um, man. Yeah, Dino man is like half. Uh, what's what am I thinking of? Godzilla, half like caveman <laughs> thing that you like have to battle. So that <coughs> pardon me, that, that's a little interesting. That would have been one epic conception video. <laughs> There's only um, nope. There's only five levels, so it's not. It, and that sounds like there's not that much, but apparently, um, they are pretty well designed and pretty hard to like get. Like, you have to spend a bit of time sort of getting used to the patterns and things. So mm. you actually get a fair bit of value out of that, but it's definitely not on the longer yeah. uh, we, side. Well, of yeah, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't a, be so disappointing if they didn't already make a much better looking version first. Like, if they waited a right. year and said, hey, remember how much you enjoyed Cave Ninja? Well, check out Joe and Mac on the Super Nintendo. Well, isn't that kind of the problem with uh, doing arcade ports in general? Because, I mean, if you have unlimited quarters, you go to the arcade. I mean, those games don't take you more than 20 minutes, maybe. Right. So, <laughs> so at home, it's just like, well, <clears throat> you don't have any additional quarters, so you just got to start over again. Right. So... Unfortunately, this is probably one to be forgotten in the um, annals of uh, Nintendo history, but um, interesting, like, title in the Japanese that was Caveman Ninja. Like, that would have definitely sold a lot more copies Yeah, (laughs) on my end. Speaking of Caveman, uh, what do you guys think is the the legacy of the movie Encino Man? Do you feel like that's still Um, watchable? Was it? Was it watchable? Yeah, was it ever watchable? <laughs> is that the one? Is is that a Brendan Fraser? Yeah, one? Brendan Fraser's okay. a caveman. Hey, he's a caveman. Check it out, buddy. <laughs> is, but Polly Shore isn't in it. He is. No, he's fucking in it. I oh, remember okay. That so it's Polly, it's Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser. Yes, and the okay. other guy. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh so yeah, Sean Astin's be... in it. That's right. Oh my god. Sean Astin Mich- was his buddy who helped so him stop the caveman. Yeah. It's got Rudy and like the Mummy and <laughs> yeah, and Polly Shore and Polly Shore, Shore, I guess, who's yeah. starring in it. <laughs> oh God, my favorite Polly Shore movie is that uh, In the Army Now. Oh really? Just god awful. God, that was probably movie. the worst one. Son-in-law is most people's favorite. I think that's though, probably think. the one that that stands up the best. What did you ever but, see his uh, self-made documentary, uh, his self-mockumentary or biopic? Uh, Polly Shore is dead. Didn't it have, like, Vernon Troyer in there, like, at some point? All I know is that the movie began with him, like, floating face down in a pool, and I'm just like, already he's given the audience what they want. This movie's off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, I did see it. It wasn't very good. But, yeah, I, just, I was just remembering that. <laughs> so it that, peaked uh, at the beginning. <laughs> the, when I was in uh, England, I saw Encino Man, but it was they called it California Man out there. <laughs> That's what oh, it wow. was translated to. Localized. Oh my god. Why? It wasn't even it's a already in English. Title. It's like I mean I understand when it's like Japanese to English or 
I guess they figured know, they, no one would understand what Encino was. I mean, I don't. I, I still don't really What's know what the, Encino is. So the Harry Potter is like Harry Potter, and the Sorcerer's Stone is the English is the American version, and the English is, is the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, Philosopher's Stone. I don't know. Like, there's weird changes like that. Sorcerer yeah. is like bad. It's like <laughs> evil or something like that. Well, like Ninja Turtles was changed to Hero Turtles, for instance. <laughs> so I was uh, I grew up on both because I had like tapes my grandma was sending over, and then I'd like see mm. it locally and be like Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. <laughs> Wow, that's so much worse than Ninja Turtles. I know. Oh my gosh. I played finally got to play Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles when I was chilling with Brandon. And uh I uh, he skipped over the cutscene, so I couldn't really see if there was any major translation <laughs> things like Oh, Shredder kidnapped the Krang's giant robot body is now fucking the Statue of Liberty. We're gonna need some heroes <laughs> on the scene. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they translate anything within the shows. It was just like the title of the show and the theme song for some oh, reason. The cutscene at the beginning with the uh, with the turtles like jumping towards the screen, it was I forgot mm-hmm. how epileptic it was. <laughs> like it just shows the turtles flashing on the screen for like two seconds, but they decided <laughs> let's just let's just run a color test for the Super Nintendo in the background. So nice. every was- every color possible shows up on I the screen the- four times. Within one second each. Do, do, I do, saw do, like, do, the, do. the worst like Reddit headline the other day. Like my epileptic to- cousin goes nuts for my blinking Christmas tree <laughs> or something like that. Like <laughs> I can't like, have oh. Christmas because Jerry has to start convulsing and biting his tongue. <laughs> Thanks for ruining Christmas, Jerry. And we lost all the epileptic listeners at this point. So all right, <laughs> let's bring it back. Let's bring it on back to our next game here. It's called Crashing, Crashing the Boys. Street challenge. And it looks just like uh, the Dubros uh, game. Yeah, there's like is, a naked guy behind them, hunched over, like someone's violating him, and he's got. It would look like that, and he's got the he's face. His lip. And he's got the face that like, says it too. It would look like that because it's from the same developer. Ben. Someone, so. someone's, okay. cra- someone's crashing that boy. What, um, what was the real title of that game? I can't remember now. What? River City oh, Ransom. Uh, That's it. Yes. Well, yeah, it's got yeah. the graphics on the uh, next page. It's all River City Ransom sprites. Mm-hmm. But so the premise of this game is really strange. So the opening uh, cutscene is a kid like bursts into his dad's office and is like, "Oh, the bullies like at the at the South Side School beat me up. Like I need, we need to um, challenge them." And so, like you Street assemble, <laughs> you, you yes, you assemble. Um, a group of like five kids or whatever to like do these events, but it's like super dark because like the stated um, like out like goal like so uh, for example like, so the first thing is the four hundred meter meter hurdles as it says, <clears throat> and like one of the things you can get is like a dra- <coughs> it's like a dragon kick where you like spin in the air and you basically like knock your opponent down and uh, uh, and and like. Uh, knock him out of the race before, like, and then you go, you, like, hopefully you finish ahead of um, of the thing. And then, like, so the the water slaughter <laughs> event is, like, a, a swimming race through the city. 
but apparently, like, what you end up doing is just drowning your opponent <laughs> until they run out of oxygen. This game looks fucking fantastic. I'm looking at the special yeah. moves where you can, like, just decide, we're going to stop running these hurdles, and I'm going to spin kick this guy in the fucking face. Right. So this is like Thug Olympics, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, effectively, it's like the Hunger Games, like, but ten years ahead of its time. So oh, my God. This is fantastic. Just basically, like, battling kids in these, like, street Olympic events. The other, like, weird one is um, the Skyline Scramble is uh, pole vaulting from rooftop to rooftop. Mm, um, sounds safe. Uh, there's also a Hammer Throw Golf, which apparently is, like, one of the more conventional events. It's basically just kind of like Frisbee Golf, but with a, with a hammer, like the, the ball. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody a probably ball peen won. hammer? Well, no, like, the hammer, like, it's more... The hammer's like your a, penis? Like the heavy... I just wanted Olympics. to say ball peen. Mm. And then uh, the final thing is, it's in here they listed as judo, but in the game it's like just straight brawl. The screenshot like of the guy drowning the guy is so hilarious. The guy underneath oh, has yeah. got his eyes open. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It is really fucked up. Like, <laughs> oh my god, this game was designed by somebody who watched the Warriors and thought the only thing missing was commentary by Howard Cassell. <laughs> <laughs> Here we see someone practicing judo in the dark alley. Now, normally broken bottles aren't considered regulation weaponry, but I'm going to allow it because <laughs> what the hell? That's just a bunch of punks. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's definitely a very odd game. Like, very hard for me to, like, I watched a review on it and it was just like, like this is... <laughs> This is one of the weirder games like you'll ever run across. So is this a single player game or is this two players? Um, I think is there anything in there because I don't remember. No, I'm not seeing anything here. I think I think it's just single player. Oh, that's too bad. And the Japanese title is like super crazy. Four players can join in on the street challenge. Oh, okay. Three events are played with two players going head to head, and the other two events players take turns stepping up to the line. Oh, I see. Yeah, four fighter frenzy, and they still kept the uh, the stores, like the info mm -hmm. in the health food store, the item shop, and the sports item shop. So mm -hmm. apparently, they sell steroids disguised as burgers or something. So <laughs> the Japanese title is amazing, by the way. Um, in the, in oh my the, god, in the you can buy tax. Oh my god, you can throw tax at somebody. This yeah, it's fucking... super fucked up. <laughs> so. The Japanese title is Bakuri Naketsu Shin Kiroku Hakarunako's Kin Medal, which translates to the astonishing new records of Naketsu Distant Gold Medal. <laughs> That's more fucked up than the premise of this game. So, yeah, it's a super weird game. Like, so if you, I would say if you like oddball games and you're into sort of like stranger sports titles, I would actually check this out because it's, 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 in a quirky, weird, like Hunger Games, kids killing each other sort yeah, of way. Yeah, this makes sports it's... accessible to me. I wanna, I wanna play this. This is like the NBA right. Jam of its day. Okay. Yeah, this looks fun. So that's, and then apparently there is a game that um, came out as a sequel only in Japan that was an ice hockey game. Hmm. Um, and the name was three you... times as long. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know uh, what. Um, Sorry. You needed a magnifying lens just to read the name on the cartridge. <laughs> There's no picture right. on it. It's just kanji. 
Um, let me find it. All right. Where is it? Should we move forward in the meantime? It's uh, Crash and the Boys Ice Challenge is the name of the title for the sequel that only came out in Japan. So, so that's weird. They took the, the localized English title well, and brought it back. Well, maybe that was the name of the game they promised in English. I don't know. But that's funny. Effectively, like, go look up some of the reviews because, like... That actually is a pretty fun little ice hockey game, apparently. Like, in a weird, like, kind of like Zombie League football and stuff like that that were just those odd 90s, like, sports games, so... Nice. <clears throat> All right. So, so we moving got on, we have Mega Man. So they're doing a classic review here of the first yeah, Mega Man game. But it's weird. They didn't, like, tag it as a classic review. They kind of yeah. talk about it, but they didn't, like, splash, like, a big banner or something on it like they normally do. So they have, like, NES classics or something. And he only has four fingers on his hand, or, or you know, three fingers yeah. and a three thumb. Three fingers and a thumb. And, his, yeah, and, and the fingers are so short; it looks like his hand is a fucking flipper. Yeah, let's yeah. And he's got an exclamation it's, point on his head. <laughs> he yeah. always has that, though. And he's got he's that freaking like asshole grin. Again, he looks like the like the tough guy from a '40s teen movie. Like yeah, he, shame. Looks, he looks like the kind of like little snotty twelve-year-old that's always starting shit. Like uh, Mickey Rooney from Boys Town. And then Dr. Wiley looks like he's totally into fisting. <laughs> what the hell happened to his head? His head's like this weird bumpy... He's got like a side ass on his head. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. It's what's going on. It's like on. a it's Klingon really and a Ferengi yeah. had a baby. I mean, we've covered this game. It's a classic game. No, we haven't. No. We, we have covered we it. Covered no, we have two, not. three, four, and five. All right, we have well, not covered ahead. the first one. Go ahead. No, sir. I could have sworn we had. No. no. Because it, we, no, we, we, never, we never saw coverage. <clears throat> so Mega Man 1 is different than the rest of them because it only has six uh, bosses instead of the usual eight. Um, okay. So that's what's different. Main, the main difference about it. I, I also personally think it's harder than the other games. Um, I think it's harder than the second one for sure. I believe it's more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I cut my teeth on the second one, so when I played the first one, I just thought, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I should be able to handle this." And then mm. I realized, like, there's things they put in Mega Man Two to make it beatable that they kind of didn't hear. Yeah, so you got to know your shit going through this, and there's no forgiveness. <coughs> there's, basically, there's no rush, no dog coming to help you. You're on your fucking own from start to finish. Pretty much, it doesn't hold, it doesn't hold your hand, is what you're saying. No, it does not. But you still got the same um, premise that you go through. You fight. You're trying to get Doctor Wily, and uh, he's made these robot masters. And once you defeat one, then you get their power, and you can use it against another robot master. So they've got uh, Bomb Man, who just does what he says. He's got a big bomb, and he chucks it at you. You got Guts Man, and I think this is the one that was translated weird. It used to be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, someone have to look it up for me. I forget at the moment. Gutsman is um, just like this big robot thing that can just like throw rocks at you. Oh, I know. I think it was called like Rockman, right? <laughs> it couldn't be because Mega Man was rock. Right. Because he was called Rockman or whatever. They called him Gutsman instead. I think that's what it was. Uh, well, someone will look it up while I keep reading. If it was Japanese, there would probably be the Gutsuman. You've got uh, Cutman. And he's um, s- silly to look at as an adult. He just has a giant pair of like clippers or scissors on his head. <laughs> it's like Pac-Man yawning on his head. Yeah. 
Uh, and he's got he's he's got like pink uh, on him as well. It's just an odd looking des- character design. So if he, when he, if he fight him, <laughs> yeah. If they re- if they released Cutman today, he'd probably just have like long black hair, white face makeup, <laughs> and he'd probably his his entire background would be like the Cure and the Clash, right? Posters. Yeah, so when you fight him, he's got a pair of these scissors that fly off his head and, and try to cut you. They're going to fly off and try to get you. Um, that's usually like the first level I actually attack is Cut Man. Um, you have a Lek Man after that, and uh, he has one of the more classic uh, um, themes from the game, <coughs> from the Mega Man series. You got do, 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 do. So he, he has got a difficult level. Um, to get through, he's also difficult to fight. He shoots like bolts at you, uh, electric bolts at you. Then you've got uh, Iceman, which is pretty self-explanatory. That's like another classic-looking uh, villain where he's got like is that, a. Is that Val Kilmer from Top Gun? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Nor is it Bobby Drake. Uh, um, <laughs> he's he's just got like a big parka around him, uh, and I think shoots like uh, icicles at you. Yeah, and apparently you don't have fire in this game, so you defrost him with electricity. You do have fire in this game, which is next. You have Fireman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's funny how you want to use fire to thaw him out, then. Apparently you use ice to thaw out fire or something like that. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Pressure. So, oh, wait, that's the good one. Mm. So here they have um, at the they go to the Doctor Wily levels here, and they have the classic villain here, which they also call Rockman. Um, and this is the one where the it looks like a big enemy made out of sand or rock of some kind. I personally thought it was sand until I read this article. And uh, pieces of him will fly across the screen and build on the other side after he shoots like weapons at you. So you have to avoid getting hit by like pieces of him, essentially. I like the w- they do That's have a great. nice tip here for spamming the game, where you yeah. were, where you hit the select button, and the beam will slowly pass through his eye, and every time you come out of pause with the select, it will count as a hit. So if you if you do this correctly and you spam the select button, one shot will do him in. <laughs> nice. Or you can just play the game and enjoy it. Yeah, well, so you have to get to the this, end. This, of the is, this is if you're not enjoying the game because he's kicking your ass. Okay. I don't remember the uh, way the levels being as long as the, as the subsequent games, but there's still a few in there. It looks like it has three areas here. Um, and at the end of them, you get uh, clones of Mega Man. You get all the, other, all the bo- original bosses. You finally get uh, Doctor Wily at the end and his and uh, his ship. So classic game, highly recommended if you like Mega Man games to go back and what's, play it. What's your, where is it in your hierarchy of like Mega Man games of this era? Um, I place Mega Man Two as number one, mm-hmm. um, and I'd be hard pressed to pick what the second one is. Probably honestly, three. probably three, and then this one. I want to say. And then four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then four, then five. That'd be my preference, I think. It's still, I mean, it's still very good. And it's got some classic characters, classic music in it. 
so it's a jewel in that front but as far as playing it it is difficult so it's not like you want right. to run back and play it tons you know it'll kick your butt yeah is what you're saying okay classified information yeah. uh magic sword codes we've got a joshua code for Krusty's super fun house that gives you infinite cream pies and there's an unlimited burger code, which I would love in my life for Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> um, and st- some stage select codes too. So if you, let's see, Super Adventure Island, uh, Adventure Island, and Adventure Island. So just the Adventure Island games, they have some stage select codes. Um, there's a way to what Nottingham nut- nuptials for the Prince of Thieves. Oh jeez. Never thought we'd see this. See anything about this game ever again. So if you put in wedding into the password, it takes you right to the marriage between Miriam and Robin. Costner. And there's bionic commando ejaculate code. <laughs> and low G-man nine lives. So, all right. Yep. So not much here. Next up, we've got the Link to the Past, uh, Zelda Link to the Past uh, comic strip here. Yep, we got one of the, uh, last we saw, Link was facing Trinix the Dragon when the guy who is not in the game shows up and decides, I want to be the hero. And he starts fighting Link. And uh, Trinix, I don't, I guess he got hit with an arrow because his ice head is splashing into the lava. And... Uh, Roam says, move it, hero. Without that head, the monster's fire and ice will mix violently. Guess what happens next? An explosion? And, of course, fire and ice are exploding. And then the crystal shatters <coughs> containing Zelda. She said, Zelda, Link says, Zelda, are you okay? And then uh, little Navi Tinkerbell Fesmeralda gets jealous. You can see steam coming out of her head because uh, what right does she have being jealous? Okay, look at the size of Link. Look at her, okay? doesn't matter... Have you seen Hook? It doesn't matter how ambitious she is. She's not a comedy. Have you one. seen Hook? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, Julia Roberts totally gets uh, normal size because she's in love with Hook. So there's established fairy lore where they can um, become the size of like the people that they're in love with. Yeah, so well, they better. I, I, re- I reject your... Other- they better, otherwise here. she'll be... She'll end up looking like a friggin' spent banana peel. All right. <laughs> okay. So. So. Rome says, Link, this is no time for romance. As he gets clocked in the head with some falling debris, they scatter as uh, Turtle Rock explodes. And then uh, he says, if I hadn't been such a great shot, you would have been having a reunion inside that creature's stomach. Admit it, Link, it seems to support the Book of Medora's prophecy that only the enchanted arrow can defeat the one who corrupted this world. While I was doing fun with the Master Sword before you showed up, you're stubborn and foolish. I will get the arrow and I will defeat Ganon. And then Zelda says, The words in the Book of Medora have a power beyond our comprehension. So Roa may be right about the arrow, but Sashrala also said that only a man who has overcome his own negative thoughts and emotions can become the true hero. Even if Roa does find the arrow, his attitude may be his downfall. Well, si- pretty deep. Well, since it's not called a Roam to the past, I think we know how this is hmm. going to turn out. So she goes, we wouldn't, so Link says, we wouldn't have to worry about him, Zelda. I shall defeat Ganon by myself if I have to. So both of these thugs are feeling themselves instead of getting down with some humility. 
And uh, Zelda says, You've shown yourself to be determined and selfless hero, Link. If anyone can do it, I believe you can. The life forces of the Helian maidens you freed will guide us to Ganon's castle. And then There's a cool like panel there where they're like walking across a rope bridge like over a big canyon it's like it's pretty well done like yeah. uh, um giving the the reader a sense of like scale and sort of the immensity of the world that they're in so very good artwork indeed <coughs> and then uh, we get to see a continuing uh, uh, the good artwork yeah <laughs> yeah we get to see a uh, a pincushion version of the death star <laughs> yeah i don't know what that it looks like what's what's that cathedral in barcelona that's um it's in like the gothic style, I believe. Mm. I don't know what's it called. Uh, I'm going to go nuts if I don't look this up. So <laughs> I'm o- I'm only down on Western European architecture. My Middle European architecture is a little rusty. Saint Peter's Peter. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, keep going, Mike. Oh my god. So we got the pincushion Death Star floating above an icy landscape. And then Link looks up and says, that's Ganon's castle, which, you know, is a castle. It's pretty fucking inaccessible. So good job on the security. And Zelda says, yes, I can sense the evil in the air. And Roam is just waiting to say he can feel the, he can feel the love tonight because he's watching these two. And then he shows up, and they say, have you found the enchanted arrow? And he says, no, not yet, but the curse of the dark world may be a blessing, because I can defeat Ganon without the enchanted arrow. And then he takes off in his eagle form and flies up. You know, he can get to Ganon's castle, but without that arrow, he won't be able to do shit if he finds him. But, you know... Oh, young- I found it, by the way. Yeah. It's the Sagrada Familia, and it's in Barcelona. Mm. And it's super weird, and all the spires look like the stuff that's on this planet. Sorry, that's why that was, like, bothering me. Yeah, so then (coughs) Link says his emotions are out of control, he'll become a beast forever. And then Zelda starts praying, oh, mystical maidens, lend us your power. And it creates a uh, smoky teleport thing that takes them right into a hole in the room. And then they meet up, they catch up with Rome, who uh, says, look over there, and we see a ghostly silhouette. It's it's Aghanim. It can't be. I destroyed him. And we get to see the shadow of Aghanim going, <laughs> and then Rome says, I hear something else coming this way. And then we get to see uh, constructs of the spider and the worm that Link killed. And it goes to Lanmola, the Moldorm. They can't be real. I defeated them all. They look real to me, and I'm not taking any chances, says Rome as he shoots an arrow right through them. But they're just ghostly apparitions. And then Aghanim comes towards Zelda, and then Rome decides he's going to be the big hero. He flies into Aghanim, and uh, this may not be Aghanim, but he has just enough power in him to electrocute the shit out of Rome as he collapses to the ground. Uh, His eyes are devoid of pupils, meaning he is now dead, probably. And then we get to see a ghostly, like, energy and light just shoomfing right out of Aghanim's back. So I guess he wants to shoot, baby. Hmm. And then out of the mist comes a uh, pig in a uh, ba- pig in a big red bathrobe and a pearl, na- and a pearl necklace. <laughs> and Pearls before swine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Link says, Ganon? 
and then to be continued. So yeah, it looks like we're 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 heading towards the home stretch. So it looks like they're going to wrap it up in December issue. So we're heading towards the end of the year here. Yep. So the epic showdown <clears throat> next All issue. All right, and the next game in the coverage is Flintstones for the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Which hey, if you thought the Nintendo version looked good, well. The, the sprites are pretty well done here, I will say. Yeah, they're all recognizable. Well, at least mm. in this game, you get to, like, ride stuff. It looks like you can ride Dino. You've got your yeah. car in some levels. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just let me know when I can ride Wilma. You can get a <laughs> leap of source, apparently. I so. was always more of a of a Betsy guy growing up. Betty? Or Betty, Betty that's it. <laughs> you know the fact that they had to adopt shows that you could like use like you wouldn't need like a, a pterodactyl wing for a rubber because clearly <laughs> her and Barney had to adopt Bam Bam so <laughs> you know that's one good thing about a barren girl is that you can just really enjoy yourself anytime anywhere <laughs> I don't have any idea why you're single <laughs> <laughs> he's looking for the positives you know hmm. I'm an optimist yeah. On the plus side, I can nut in her whenever I want. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, one less thing to worry about means you can focus on your game rather than, you know, the ending. All right. So what's the point of this game? Why are they, why are they uh, doing this? What's the story besides, here? Besides nutting in Betty. <laughs> so Fred and Wilma, they have an anniversary coming up, and he wants to find something special for her. He finds a treasure map on a slate in the quarry, and so he goes off trying to find... Uh, some treasure Why does he just apparently. go to the mall like everyone else? Jesus Christ, Fred. They covered that in the Barbie game. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was the horse apocalypse and it keeps them away from the mall <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> the horse slaughter. <laughs> the Barbie Barbie pony adventures. <laughs> oh, this is dark over at uh, page 51 here. He's like hopping on skulls, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'm looking at the... This, uh, uh, I'm looking at this treasure 20. definitely wasn't uh, wasn't worth it, Fred. You should have just, you know, gone to Target like everyone else. Apparently for treasures, <laughs> you can get something, you can get gazoos. So apparently the great gazoo is selling out his own people as currency or something. <laughs> yeah, that seems yeah, accurate. Yeah, you can buy her a slave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, and speaking of, of games that we don't want to play, now we have games that we want to play. Super Mario Land 2, The Six Golden Coins, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure I remember playing as a kid, like, and it being really pretty darn awesome. Fantastic. As far as oh, I, the introduction I, of Wario, actually. Yep. And mm-hmm. we get to see some fantastic innovative power-ups like Bunny Ear Mario, but instead of him like serving cocktails in some cheap <laughs> bar while getting his ass grabbed by, biz, by salary men. He actually uses the rabbit ears to uh, fly, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we can see Astronaut Mario, which... That's like a precursor to Galaxy, I would assume. So. Yeah. And we have Fireman, which is a little racist. He's got, like, the feather and the cap. <laughs> and, uh... Well, yeah, like you said, we have the introdu- uh, the introduction of uh, Wario. It's, he's a le- there's a letter to him. You may have noticed a few changes in your former home while you were off playing Sarah... Heroing. Yeah. Heroing in Sarasalan. I took it upon myself to cast a spell over the population and turn the citizens into mindless zombies. And my entire operation has run from Wario Castle and the entrance is magically sealed. The only way to break through this fearsome fortress is to collect all six golden coins and place them at the entrance. The coins are hidden deep within the zones of the land. 
and guarded by the army of my oblivious devotees. Uh, Don't even think uh, to try to thwart me, Mario. It's Wario's world now, and there's nothing you can do to stop my sinister scheme. Best regards, your maniacal arch-villain, Wario. (laughs) This guy gives Bowser a run for his money. I actually prefer Wario to Bowser, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, yes, obviously Bowser's like an I- like iconic great mm-hmm. boss, but Wario, yeah, I don't know. Wario's more fun. Yeah, I think that's it. So, so they've got all the... What zones uh, do we have? Yep. We have Space Zone, um, Tree Zone. Mm-hmm. I like the one zone where you're like in a big Mario statue. Slot Zone, which is where Mike's mom hangs out. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle zone. That's when, that's when, like, the, the Chipotle is sticking out and I have to run to the toilet. <laughs> you got the Mario zone. zone. Turtle zone. You got Mario zone, Mario castle. That's uh, that's the one that Wario has claimed his own. You have pumpkin mm-hmm. zone, which is kind of like a. That's where all the white girls hang out. Yeah, the pumpkin spice. Kind of like a grave. Uh, graveyard. They have Macro Zone, which is this humongous house is home to hordes of magnified monsters. Try to cut them so down yeah, to size. You see that in some of the later, like the more recent 3DS games, they had like mm-hmm. Macro Worlds where where you like. But this is the opposite. So the recent well, they had games giant land big. in Super Mario Brothers three. So this was All just right, a follow Yeah, so same same vein, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, it worked. It worked. <clears throat> yeah, then definitely. Worked if out. you're going. If you're gonna put a list together of like five games of the original uh, Game Boy like generation, I guess is how you would say. Like, uh, this would be on that list, I would say. Oh yeah, for know. sure. It beats I mean, the original Super Mario Land by far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't played it and you know how to use a thing called an emulator, <laughs> give it a check <laughs> because uh, it's definitely um, a fun time. It's a very well done Game Boy game. Yeah, this must uh, just be a preview because they only have yeah, like few pages it's, dedicated yeah. to it. If you look at the cover, they said it's a preview. And uh, if that you want to sense, then if you want to play a sports game where you don't get to throw a javelin into your opponent's skull, <laughs> then I guess you Why might want to settle for this fucking track and field bullshit. Yeah, so there's a track and field game. Uh, it would make sense because this is '92. They're probably looking to capitalize on. Barcelona having happened. I don't know, man. If, um, you, 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 if, you, if, if you can't Barcelona. if you can't shoulder smash the hurdles and drown your opponent, they're just not sporting right. <laughs> the Olymp the Olympics games are never that fun. It's it, I don't know. I mean, it gives you a bunch of like little mini games in one like cart basically. So it can be like fun a little bit, I guess. I wouldn't pay full price for it, but I wouldn't pay any price. They didn't pay for, for the artwork <laughs> apparently. This is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at that poor black guy in the corner with the crop, with the uh, with the crop top. It looks like he's got flippers for hands, with like a few broken bones for fingers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't even give a brother fingers. Come on. <clears throat> what I, I I will say, they did cram a fair bit of events into like a Game Boy cartridge. Mm-hmm. You got the hundred meter dash, the long jump, the hammer throw, the hurdles, the javelin, weightlifting, archery, triple jump, swimming, discus throw, and pole vault all in one game. So I mean. That's not bad for um, an original. Right. We, we, we want to talk card, about Game Boy Sports. Let's just move on to the next section. Yeah. With, Real sports. With, with, with our hero, the man. Macho, macho, macho man. man. Randy Savage. WWF the Super cream. S- cream. Cream. Rise to the top. 
when you're talking Game Boy games, they're only talking one man who can be the best. But I'm not the best. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I jump better than the best. <laughs> so the this cream, is. I fucking love the video, video where he, for, <laughs> he just like throws her out for agreeing the, with him, and then he's the like, cream, "Get out of here!" The, and then he tells the her, cream, "Get back here." And she does. The cream video is the best like wrestling video of all time. I'm not even like kidding. Uh, like, better than the best is my favorite. Where he keeps pulling creamers out of his <laughs> out of his clothes. Mm-hmm. Is just my favorite thing ever yeah. on the internet. So, this man anyway. knew entertainment. Yeah, and PEDs apparently. So <laughs> sorry, Ben. What's, what, what, what do you want to say about Marshman? Man? It is. We're game? looking at the game. WWF Superstars Two. Mm. Apparently, the symphony so of to... destruction. <laughs> so this game has six uh, superstars in it, and it's weird. They like have profiles on three of them, and they list the other three in like the intro. So we've got. Obviously, Macho Man Randy Savage is one, Sid Justice, Jake the Snake Roberts, and then they say, and three du- other WWF, WWF superstars, <laughs> but when you flip the page, it goes, <laughs> all right, so it's going to be Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, and The Mountie. I don't, know who, the, the I don't sh- know who the fuck this guy is, but it looks like he's holding a sword scabbard as a, ri- as this a is rifle. the only time in history this guy will be compared to Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker. <laughs> like, to be on the same page. Oh We've got, like, God. the two biggest superstars in the Who history. Who the hell is this guy? I'm trying to appeal to their Canadian uh, fans here. Uh, yeah, Canadian. I don't know. What the fuck? Is he just oh holding God. a large summer sausage? What is in his hands? <laughs> it looks like a sword scabbard. I don't know. <laughs> is it like the back of but a fire axe? Like, I did look it up. This is It's like a headless fire axe or something is what it looks like. This is relatively early in The Undertaker's career. I think this might even be been the first game that he was in. Oh, yeah? Um, fuck The Undertaker. Who is the Mountie? <laughs> you don't fuck The Undertaker. He's the greatest wrestler of all time. He oh, yeah, dressed you, up like the, the crow. Yeah, I'm going to respect that. <laughs> ben, this can, is, can I get a ruling? Is The Undertaker awesome or not? The Undertaker is awesome. Thank you. All right. He's okay. eternal. But The Mountie is And he's is not dressed epic. like the crow. Fine. The epic. The crow came out after this, right? Yes. Yeah, so screw you. Yeah. <laughs> so does that, the make, does that make the crow cooler because he dresses like the Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this is obviously Hulk Hogan pre-NWO uh, uh, days. Which yep. is probably the, the biggest portrayal in the history of professional wrestling. Pre-sex tape Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you want, if you if you're into yeah, wrestling, if, if you're if you have a if you grew up with wrestling, you uh, you owe yourself to check out page fifty nine to see this Mountie guy because he's just like the most out of what place. What you gonna do when the Hulkamania runs wild over you, brother? In fact, I didn't think to do this, but uh, for research, I probably should have gone and like looked up videos of the Mounties matches because they're probably amazing. Like if his gimmick wasn't like throwing maple syrup on his opponent, I feel like, I feel like we've been cheated. He's just like, instead of like, you know, getting a fold up chair and whacking someone, he's just got like a Tim Hortons tray. (laughs) He just, instead of like a cream pie in the face, it's like a poutine plate in the face. He he goes to punch a guy and he like stops like, oh, sorry for uh, trying to get in your your space there, buddy. Really? I'm really sorry I had to bounce you off the ropes there, eh? 
I'll give you I'll give you a Molson and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We'll be we'll be. Cool. His career record has to be just abysmal. It's like the Iron Sheik was wrestling like in the eighties. Like yeah, let's 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 have like an Iranian wrestler. See how they how popular they are with the American crowds. Okay, I found him. His name is Jacques Rougeau. He's a retired French Canadian professional wrestler, famous for his appearances in the 80s and 90s with the WWF. He began wrestling under his real name as a part of a tag team with his brother Raymond Rougeau, with whom he is a former WWF tag team champion, albeit unofficially. And he hit the singles as the Mountie, winning the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship once. Later, he formed the tag team The Quebecers with Pierre Houlette. And he won the WWF Tag Team Championship three more times. He, and his wife died of lung cancer in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he retired in 1998. And apparently the character was banned in Canada. What? Well, that makes, that makes me like it that much more. <laughs> um, he says, I was doing such a great job of making the Mounties look bad in Canada that they suspended me on TV and I wasn't allowed to be used on TV anymore. So the only way I was allowed to wrestle was when I took off the sleeves, the shirt, and cut the black pants, and they announced me as Jacques Rougeau. Everyone knew me as Jacques Rougeau anyway, so it was fun. I think they, the Mounties, took it all a little too serious. Oh, we found out what it is. It says the Mountie, 1991. He retired in early 1990, and <coughs> Jacques departed the Federation before returning as the Mountie under, as a client of Jimmy Hart. The Mountie was a corrupt, cattle prod-wielding member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police who was <laughs> boasted that he always gets his man in the ring. So the, that's a cattle prod that it's he's holding in It's a fucking that, cattle yeah. prod. That's oh my funny. god, is a cattle prod-wielding Mountie. Fun, fun fact, on September 9th, 1996, he joined the select few in wrestling when he cleanly defeated Hollywood Hogan in a singles match at the Molson Center in Montreal. So he's one of the few people that actually... Uh, Defeated Hulk Hogan in a match. So, hmm. I know the Mounties got credit. <laughs> <sighs> there you go. Oh my gosh! All right, let's wrap up this half of the uh, of the fucking cattle with prod. The, uh, Super Mario Adventures, and then we'll t- go. We'll take a break after that. Yeah, Mike, take it away. Okay. Well, we got uh, Koopa's Castle with fireworks going off people are people are just lining up to see the wedding of the century and uh i don't know who the hell that guy is in the back of the line next to the koopa and the resner he looks like a waddle d from kirby so there's some copyright infringement going on here oh and there's a virus from dr mario we got two blue viruses between the uh, uh morty moles so there's some video game crossovers happening here. And then we got a, uh, a pokey with a Hitler stash. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, I guess the premise is this is like a, a, an encompassing Nintendo gathering, Mike. Don't think too much. So Hitler's it. a Nintendo character now? Sure. All right. Well, Hitler cop is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last month, Mario donned a doctor's disguise and talked a big boo out of the blues and into escorting him into the Koopa King's castle. When the bros arrived at the Marvy Mansion in this month's episode, they see a huge crowd gathered for a special occasion. Bowser's marriage to the reluctant Princess Toadstool. And here we get to see inside the castle gates, we have a Koopa dressed up as Princess Peach sitting at a table. And a couple of little, what are they, fuzzies or... What are the little black ninja-looking things that I'm looking at here? Hmm? What page are you looking at? 
The first pit. The, it's the uh, it's the second panel. We oh, see three boos. Yeah, we see three boos talking to a uh, dragon spiky thing. But then we got these two uh, black ninja looking things. Oh, I, have I don't know. Idea. There's one next to what's his face. He's selling uh, automatic cameras though. In the next panel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we get to see uh, friendly Floyd still mm-hmm. looking a lot like Trump with that haircut. <laughs> Saying, get your automatic cameras here. Capture this historic occasion on film. I'll throw in the first roll for free. And, film. And then we get to see Fu Manchu Koopa just tripping balls. Yeah, he's definitely on his acid trip. <laughs> and they're, uh, they got the slave master, they got the slave Yoshis pulling the, pulling that cake. massive friggin' cake, which, god damn, I want that cake. The cake is a lie. <laughs> So then we get to see them bringing it in Prince of Egypt style on multiple chains and with teams of Yoshis. And Kamek mm-hmm. uh, says, as you can see, they're completely under control, your highness. Very well. <laughs> Forward march. Then we can see the Yoshis walking into a uh, facility, cattle style. And they, get, they go into this machine, which drops them out as eggs. So, yeah, it's basically like Auschwitz for Yoshis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's like the, instead of like having a stable where you have to like clean them up and all this shit, just put them in the egg form. You can store like a bunch of them on a shelf and you only you hatch go. them when you need them. And then uh, so Yoshi and and Mario uh, have snuck up on the the castle. Uh, it's it's looks like it's really high up because it says how like howling wind because they're looking up from a high vantage point. And Mario says. Wow, security is tight. Mario, I think the pipe is plumbed. All, this pipe is plumbed all the way to the castle. Luigi chimes in. So, like, oh, they look down. Ooh, I think it looks risky, but it's our only chance. So they jump down the pipe, and they come flying out. Um, well, he says it sure is hot in here. Well, we must be <laughs> near the end, so Luigi scrambles towards the light, <coughs> only to realize right. that uh, it's the wrong pipe. I think we picked the wrong pipe, which we've all been there when we picked the wrong pipe, right? You know, yeah. right, guys. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, he, Mario, <laughs> Mario's got him hanging by his overalls. That's when you end up sleeping on the couch the rest of the night. <laughs> all right. So Luigi comes out over the lava lake and he's uh, freaking out. We're over a sea of lava, but right as they're about to hit the uh, the ground. Or the or the not the ground the lava like the lava pool uh, some of those um, dino enemies like pop up out of the out of the muck and give them something to like jump off of right? yeah like the lava potamus yeah yeah so they jump across all the heads of the lava potami and uh, they Mario gets up Mario gets up the pipe while Luigi's like Mario wait for me and this so. Mario's just realized who the dead weight in the family is. Yeah, he leaves Yoshi. He leaves Yoshi and Luigi to die in the lava pit. So, and then it says, "Meanwhile, there's enough uh, red. There's enough red in this room. The green can just stay and fry." So, yeah, we see Bowser checking himself in the mirror, looking pretty spiffy for a horny green hairy lizard. And uh, even he's checking himself in the mirror, going, "Am I handsome or what?" And then a turtle comes running in, going, "King Bowser, King Bowser, what? It's the princess. She's hysterical." And then we get to see the princess, my favorite kick-ass crush beauty queen, just tearing shit up in the palace, throwing everything she can get her hands on at the Koopa guards. She's like, I am not marrying a maniacal fiend like Bowser. And Bowser's like, fiend? Where? 
You! And I simply will not marry you. Come now, princess, you'll learn to love me. Which I'm... I mean, like, how many rapists have said that? (laughs) And she's like, don't touch me. I need a hypnotist. Because, again, gotta keep it rapey. Then Mm. uh, Fu Manchu Kamek comes in, gives her the abracadabra, and then she's... uh, all happy. The magical, the magical roofie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Abraca hypnol. <laughs> so. so she falls into a trance and says, Bowser, my sweet, I worship the ground you walk on. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And like Bowser, of course. He's so happy his horns jump off his head. Which is... And he says, quick, bring me a video camera. And she says, I adore everything about you. I must record this moment for posterity. What's with him? The Koopa says, "Weird." <laughs> yeah. So even they know. Even if she old. keeps the clothes on, that's enough. That's enough for his spank video. <laughs> just, just hearing, just hearing him being, hearing how awesome he is. And so then the crowd like prepares in front of the uh, the altar with the with the cake as the backdrop, the giant cake as the backdrop, and uh, the um, orchestra or the you know, the band starts playing. You know the the bride march. And uh, so <laughs> I don't Mario. know what I don't know what pipe Mario's in because it it looks yeah. like he's in the pipe from 2001: Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, Mario's definitely took the LSD pipe uh, on the way up. Uh, I think he's only so, seen things because he hit the pipe that took him into a bong. <laughs> well, I wonder where we are. He sees light, and let's see what's out there. He goes through the <laughs> top of the pipe. Fuck. <laughs> And it's a pipe that's in the cake somehow, <laughs> the, which defies all logic. The cake is but... connected to lava. <laughs> <laughs> so he pops out of the cake pipe. And Bowser, look, uh, the, 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 just in this scene with Bowser walking down the aisle, look at how blue his eyes are. He looks so... Whoever did this anim, whoever did this illustration, like even Bowser looks cute and sympathetic. Yeah. And Princess Peach in the bottom left of this page is pretty darn attractive, I would say. But <laughs> oh yeah, she's still, got sorry. that she's got that stun looking, yeah, she's got that stun face with a little bit of blushing going on, like yeah, yeah. Like anyway, so le- leave it to the culture uh, that molests women on the train to know how to draw a victimized woman. The efficient of the <laughs> wedding says, Ahem, "King Bowser, do you take this princess to be your queen for richer or well?" Richard, <laughs> well, do you? That's a good I do. one. <laughs> Princess, do you take this fine, wonderful king? <clears throat> well, if there is anyone who knows any reason, well, speak now or forever hold your peace. And Mario comes storming in, saying, "I do." Like he. This is a objects, fucking obviously. epic angle right here. Yeah, he's about to curb stomp like the <laughs> like that scene in American History X. He's bringing the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Bite the curb! <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this uh, yeah. is an epic... Everything in this comic has yeah, the, been epic, and it just gets epicer as it goes on. The drawing quality here is actually, you know, pretty solid. If you're if you're a Mario fan, like, I would actually download and check this out, if, or maybe procure your own copy if you prefer. Well, they just reprint... They're reprinting the, the Mario comics. You can actually okay. purchase this as a comic Have they, book volume. Or is that something that they're doing? I think either it's out currently or is out within the next year or so. Uh, They're not doing the Zelda one, though, from what I know. I can live with that. It it was okay, but this is just... It's a beautiful blend of hilarity, sincerity, and emotion in every Mm. panel. It is perfect. 
If I find it, I'll, I'll put the link up on our Facebook page. That's the, that's the only link getting a print. <laughs> speaking of sincerity, I would like to take a moment to thank all our Patreon donors. They really have helped uh, keep this podcast going. It's very much appreciated. So uh, if you're looking to you know donate to us and help us on our quest to trudge through issue after issue. If you want to see if you want to see a playing with power website. Well, keep, we have a website. Keep, yeah, we already do. So, well, a, a real one. <laughs> if a you want to see be, yeah. if you want to see better content, uh, <laughs> if you want to pay to get me to Canada to drink some of that fine Canadian beer with uh, with Mike or get Mike or, to visit the states and, you know, chill with you, that would mm-hmm. be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's actually not one of our goals right now, but we do want to make everything better. So, uh, again, everyone that has taken time to give to us on Patreon, it is appreciated. It is at uh, patreon.com slash playing with power. Yep. Right? And somebody's cutting their toenails. Oh, I was screwing around with... I'm not, actually. I just had the clipper. (laughs) Uh, You can also visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash playing with power podcast, or take a look at us on iTunes and give us a rating and review. Uh, and then if you want to reach out to Mike, he's on Twitter at GetThePower88. And if you want to do us a solid, like, have your family members download and delete. Like, if we get the download, we get the credit. So, like, <laughs> just be like, yo. We can get sponsorship like, if we can get, like, 2,000 downloads. So, if you just want exactly. to, like, harass a family member or just, like, use their computer yeah. when you visit them. Right. Like, just set them up for the download and then just go in every couple months and delete it. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't know the difference and uh, it'll help our stats. So yep. if we can go to stamps.com and go, look, we're pulling down 3000 downloads an episode, you know, let us sell your stamps, you know, <laughs> make, help make that happen. Yeah. All right. Anyway. On that note, <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with power.